Alright, what's up guys? Welcome to another CD Music live stream. Stream is live, man. Today. Yeah, and today we have our special guest. Right? Introducing Victor, our local guitar hero, bluesman extraordinaire. <laughs> so if you if you've been to like even before this circuit breaker, you've been places like Timber, Money Murphy's, or even Walla Walla, you might have seen this man in action really. Uh, as part of Raw Earth, or, or even as part of his original band generally. Right. Right. So Victor, like, yeah. like give us a you know a short short introduction to yourself, like about a short history about you. No. Right, right. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for uh, having me on this live stream. Uh, this is this is new for me, so <laughs> feels a bit weird talking to my phone and to two faces on the screen. But, uh, well, I suppose it's the same for everyone, right? Uh, so a bit more about me. I'm um, well, I'm an engineer by training, uh, but I've been playing guitar for wow longer than I care to admit since sec three, sec four, and I'm I'm like thirty nine years, so very long, and. Um, so I, I I've been playing mostly uh, mostly blues, classic rock, uh, the rock and roll, and uh, I've also been um, uh, putting out an album with my originals band, General Lee, um, doing my regular gig on on Sundays at Muddy Murphy's uh, with Raw Earth, yeah, mm. and um, yeah. So it's been it's been uh, I think since my first gig my first gig ever was at, at this this place this place long gone now it's called it was called Voodoo Shack right and it was my first ever blues gig in public I think it was like somewhere in the middle of Clark Key where that where that fountain is now and uh, since then you know we, uh, played in a couple of um, couple of blues bands in Singapore and uh, you know got to jam with jam with and play on a regular basis with you know some some of the people that I really love and respect and um, yeah, here I am today, you know, um, um, sort of a uh, day, day job engineer, weekend warrior, play blues, and, um, you know, get, uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really glad to be able to do what I love um, and still earn enough money while doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true, that's yeah. true. Sounds great, right. man. Right. So, but, okay, so, like, how did you get into music? Like, were you, like, classically trained? Like, were you, were you, like, the typical Asian backstory of where your parents forced you to learn piano or something? Yes, the typical Asian backstory, exactly exactly what it is. Uh, <laughs> I suppose I started on piano, you know, everyone starts uh, learning piano because my parents wanted me to be, you know, cultured and... and uh, <laughs> no. will, you, will, you, will you call yourself cultured now? Are you a cultured man, Victor? Uh, well, maybe <laughs> a culture in, in one of these. All oh, right, man. I can, I can <laughs> use some culture right. myself. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I would, I, I'm not, not, not sure I'd call myself cultured. Um, well, not in a conventional sense anyway. But uh, yeah, I started on the classical piano when I was like in primary school, you know, dutifully went for the lessons every night, practice, practice, practice. Went for all the ABRSM exams. Um, wasn't very good at it. I took like eight years to get to grade five. Usually, you know, people do oh, one every year, and you know, if you're good, you quite crazy. Yeah. And if you if you uh, if you're good, you no, know, you you skip years, you know, that kind of thing. So it took me eight years to get to grade five. It tells you everything you need to know about it. And um, so yeah, the original deal my parents made with me was that you know, Victor, you just get up to grade five, and after that, it's, it's entirely up to you. Uh, and it took me long enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when I finally, finally, you know, completed grade five, I was like, no more of this, you know. And um, so, yeah, and, and um, guitar came after that, basically. 
when I was free to you know pick up any instrument that I wanted to. And I and in hindsight, I think my parents were just glad that I, I picked up another instrument, lah. You know? I, I think that's the thing, right? Because like, a lot of like kids who are forced into learning music, you know, they get so mm. burnt out that they you know they like, completely lose interest in playing music after that. Mm, mm, mm. So, you know, it's, it, uh, it's good that they can like keep the passion on like in another form. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't say I was burnt out, lah. I would say it's more like I, I, uh, it was just the wrong, the wrong fit for me, or maybe I just didn't, didn't know what, what the. What kind of music could be played on the piano at that time? You know, I mean, if at that time I had heard the, uh, you know, Johnny Johnson or, or even Jimmy Smith on the organ and all that, I might, I might have stuck with the piano, um, yeah. throughout. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, uh, I mean, I remember the first time I heard like Muddy Waters. You know, it's, a big focus of his sound really is the piano that Otis Otis Pan plays. You know, mm-hmm. if I heard that, maybe I would have stuck with piano. So it's probably just a matter of exposure. You know, the finding finding the right sound that that matches uh, the instrument you're playing. Oh, you're being forced to learn. <laughs> yeah. When I started, actually, so, I also learned piano first. Actually, I was also mm. primary school. I think primary six, I took grade one and then I gave up there. I didn't even take one except <laughs> because all the all and the you have a piano right there with you right now. <laughs> this one is from the shop. It will eventually go back to the shop. But <laughs> uh-huh. I like to play. But when I first mm. started, it was all about having your nails cut and then making sure that you know yeah. you have the right proper technique. And it, it stressed yeah, me out as a yeah, primary yeah. six child. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if during your time you had the whole ruler on the hands kind of kind of punishment. Oh, what did I wear? Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I'm scared>. no. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe not anymore, lah. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, I did not have a typical Asian backstory. Uh huh. As, as our our quote, my mom like we don't have like music cells in our family. <laughs> and the, we don't have the music gene in our family. Okay. Yeah. So I got yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I'm I'm one of the. F- few in, in my family but, I mean they've always loved music that's just that I'm, I'm probably one of the few that plays it on a regular basis uh. yeah nice right so actually if you guys didn't know right like Victor and the band is part of generally right, they're actually uh, some of our G music artists right they're actually endorsed by GNL Guitars right so that's the you know the main in America we also have the main in mm-hmm. Indonesia version as well but if you've been to our shop you see these amazing guitars hanging on on the wall, right? Those are GNL guitars, which is actually uh, the company that Leo Fender founded after he sold Fender, right? The L in GNL stands for Leo Fender, right? So, you know, Victor, I think you can speak for us, like how much you like GNL guitars, right? Yeah, I, um, well, I've, I've been using uh, this, this uh, ASAT special, uh, let me just pull it up here. Ah, I've been using nice. this for nice. quite a couple of years already. You can see it's got all the, uh, it's got all the uh, bangs and, and mix and, and battle scars and all that. Yeah, that, that, that kind of came with it. Uh, yeah. This was a very unfortunate drop right onto the, the stop box um, push oh, no. switch. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been through uh, lots of scrapes with me and I've... Uh, essentially, to me, this is like my go-to, you know, versatile workhorse mm. uh, when when I need to cover lots of ground, and um, uh, even 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 for like you know uh, traditional blues gigs, you know, with, with raw earth, where I, where I want want to get an older sound. Also, there's a way to dial dial in, you know, the sound that I need, Which is why I find that this this uh, is that special has been uh, has been a regular feature like, in all in all my gigs. Nice. I remember yeah. like when I first saw generally this was before like I knew you guys. Mm. Right. I think I only knew Isaac at the point and this was before I worked at Team Music and I even knew about GNL guitars. I remember 
like hearing you play on that telly. And I was like, wow, is that are those P90s on that telly? <laughs> and it's just like, wow, the sound was just like thick. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it cut through so much, but it was just like so full. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the pickups are, are really the the uh, unique uh, feature of G, of GNL. Of course, I mean the, the rest of the of the workmanship, the craftsmanship, and all that is of course top notch, You know, as you would expect from a company with Fender's name in it, or rather Leo's, well, well half of his name in it. And yeah, and and these pickups. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure the GNL guys will tell you the question they always get for everyone is, you know, are these P nineties? Um, well, I mean, you can go to the website and find out for yourself, like, well, they, they, they're just, okay. Jumbo single yeah. coils. Jumbo single coils. Yeah, that's probably the right way to describe it, lah. Yeah, and yeah, um, it sounds great. It sounds great. I, I like, frankly, I think that is a huge. I mean, you got to. I mean, it has that Teddy character. Mm. But you can do more, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, that's why I, I find that. Um, most importantly, I think the the what what really makes this versatile is that you know there's there's a different tone on every position of the tone knob. And, and the volume knob, you know, it's, a lot of guitars, you know, once you turn it, turn it uh, away from maximum, it becomes like mud, you know, or, yeah. or you know, the volume goes from crazy loud to, to almost nothing at all. But, but you know, I think on, on the GNL, you know, that's, that's, that's where um, having all, all these uh, controls to you know, really dial in your tones really helps, uh, especially if you need to, um, you know, get lots of tones in, in, in the gig. Yes, which is why you know I, I can use this for a traditional blues gig because I know exactly where 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 that sweet spot is for, for that kind of sound. Um, but I needed to cover you know a lot of classic rock and 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 um, and uh, get a lot of tones out of it. You know, I know I know that you know it's, it's I'm capable of pulling it out of this guitar, which is which is why this is my I call it my versatile workhorse. Nice. Yeah, we we got quite a few that just came in actually. We can't wait for you to yeah. try them in the studio. I can't wait for you to try the Espada. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I know I said the Espada is in. Okay. So the I know, Espada, yeah, yeah, the Espada looks good. Yeah. I know you've been itching for a Z3, but I think the Espada it will give mm. you a taste of what a Z3 can sound like. Mm, mm, so, you know, mm. when, when this is over, you know, we'll, we'll hook you up. Yeah. Nice. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I think, so I think, I think um, the first time I played the Z3 was on the video that we have on, on the City Music uh, page, right? Generally, no, that's uh, a Comanche, actually. Comanche, okay. Yeah, okay, but yeah. it's a similar pickup configuration. configuration. Yeah, yeah, same pickup configuration, that's right. It's just that the Comanche is on the strap, whereas the yes. Z3 is the same pickup configuration, but on a Teddy style body. Ah, right, right, right. Mm. With a F-hole. Wait, is there an F-hole? Yeah, it's an F-hole and a non-F-hole oh, version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, right. So wait, before we go further in, right, what's uh can you give us like, a quick rundown of like what you're using to like live stream? And you know Um Well, uh in terms of uh like uh, recording guitar and all that, I'm using um the Vox MV50. Yeah, I've got the clean version here. Uh, let me just see if I can very quickly just point you towards it. Yeah, that's, right. that's my room. Getting a room tour. Uh, that's my little collection of amps the, that I've sort of made on my own. Uh, there's a pig nose in there as well, which is pretty Ooh. cool for recording. But uh, what we really want to see here, right? hey. that's the Vox MV50, the clean version. Nice. Yes. And um, running, in, running the line out into a Steinberg UR44. That's a four-channel uh, four uh, USB nice. audio interface. And so uh, Mackie mixer, well, I guess Mackie mixer. Ah, yeah. So, well, that's not that's not really part of the recording chain. I'm using that to that's sort of fine. route the 
my turntable and 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 the and the USB interface into into my speakers. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So that's my my little setup. Oh yeah, this one fell down. I, essential part of my setup is Olympic. Uh, <laughs> reminding me to practice. Ah oh, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, this is a, a small neat setup. Okay, neat 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 might not be the right word. <laughs> right. Okay. So, you know, I think when I talk to other people, other guitarists, you know, I talk to like Simon Young, right? It's like, you know, I ask him, it's like, who do I talk to about the blues? You know, it's always Victor Chen, right? <laughs> people know you as, like, the bluesman, not a bluesman, the bluesman of Singapore, <laughs> right? And I think, like, Alvin, we see, we've seen Victor play so many times, and then it's like, every time he's just like, you know, and Victor plays in a shot, right? Everybody's just stopping. Yeah. No more sweet child, right? No more smoke on the water. Everybody people has that listen. moment where they just, like, is is that a is that a recording or is that a live? <laughs> More like who is that bugger? Why is he so loud? <laughs> I remember like the Martin event and then like you were demonstrating you were part of the artist lineup. Then you were demonstrating the D18 modern drugs. And then like I was like watching from the side and then like the Martin, the guys from Martin, like from Nazareth, from Nashville, right? You know, they see like you know they work with big blues musicians like you know John Mayer, so and so forth. Mm. And you made their jaws drop. Like, who wow. is this like, like Asian man with a moustache just like giving us a tutorial on blues? <laughs> is he secretly Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I think I, I will not I think like, a lot of people can like will never forget the moment. Uh, I think like when you know you meet the Martin guys. Wow. You wow the Martin guys with blues as an Asian oh, guy. High praise, high praise. That's high praise. Thank you. See, Thank you. so like, I think the real question is like, is the power in the moustache? Uh, I don't know. I never tried playing without it. Maybe I should do an experiment and see. But uh, okay, I, I will try I, to just reverse, just... I'll try to grow one and see if my playing gets better. <laughs> ah, that's a good idea. Yeah, Get yeah, more yeah, blues. Unfortunately, yeah. I I am I am genetically <laughs> handicapped. I cannot grow fish. <laughs> yeah, I also cannot. <laughs> Why I'm doomed to mediocrity. I think like facial hair is a prerequisite to be good. I mean like John Petrucci, right? Yes. Uh, Jordan Rudess, all that facial hair. This is why they are good. Uh well I don't know. John Mayer does 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 alright without his. No, he does have facial hair most does of the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> See this is why I I'm I'm stuck in mediocrity. I don't I lack the, the prerequisite to be the greatness, the key to greatness. <laughs> Let's say a quick okay, hi so to our, our our audience. We got Joseph who's watching. What's up, Joseph? He's uh, always thinking to our live streams. Thanks for being here with us. If you guys got any questions, this uh, live stream will attempt to answer all your questions. So anything, just leave us in the comment section. What is the meaning of life? Uh, yes, uh, 42. The answer is 42. <laughs> is it not 69? <laughs> right, so, okay. But, so... Like, it really boils down to, it's like, why blues? Like, you know, there's, like, other genres of music out there, mm. right? And, like, but why do you choose blues in particular? And how do you get into yeah, how, how do you whole... get into, into this whole blues thing, man? Uh, well, it was, uh, I'd say it was a coincidence of fate, uh, actually. Um, when I was first learning guitar in secondary school, you know, the... Uh, one of the songs to learn to, uh, you know, at the time when girls were coming into the picture, you know, to, right, to right, see and talk right. about one of the songs you had to learn was Tears in Heaven. 
Oh, yes. uh, the other one was you know more more than love and and uh, I don't know Quan Huai Fang Shi you know and and I can't remember all those names now. <laughs> but yeah, those were the songs to learn and and I guess I picked on Tears in Heaven, and uh, so I dutifully went and bought you know the uh, the, the the tab book, the the album the unplugged album from uh, Eric Clapton, and yes. um, and and it turned out that actually most of the albums actually acoustic blues. Which, uh, which was new to me at the time, but uh, it, was, it was quite a captivating sound. Um, I had no idea what it was, but you know, when I heard it, I was like, wow, this is really cool. I have to learn it. I, th- I think the main, the main thing is that you know, it really spoke to me because um, it's a very emotionally uh, complex form of music. You know, uh, even though the lyrics may be simple, you know, when, when um, you know, someone... Someone like Eric Clapton, you know, sings about uh, sings sings the words. Even though it's not, it may not be his song. You know, of course, he has plenty of great songs. But you know, when he sings the words of Muddy Waters and Robert Johnson, you, you can you can actually feel where um, where the songwriters actually uh, you know were coming from. You know, in, right. uh, you know sometimes they're talking about uh, being down and out, being heartbroken, being broke, or you know even even when they're talking about you know the happy things, so you can you can feel it coming across in the music and and. Uh, yeah, that's that's what really got to me, lah. Uh, you know, on top of, of the fancy guitar work and, and the and the cool the, the cool licks, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, if I if I picked um, to learn more more than words, I might be might be a totally it's different a, guitar player right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Eh? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the the album that first got me into blues. Yeah, and then from there on, you know, I, I explored all, all the uh, all the different artists that uh, Eric Clapton covered on that album. You know, he he did Muddy Waters. He did uh, oh, let me try and quote. Yeah, there was Robert Johnson, and then there was Big Bill Brunzi. You know, so I dutifully went and uh, you know bought CDs from all these guys, and you know right. from one thing led to another, and it just went deeper and deeper. Yeah. Hey, so uh, would you say that your your first guitar hero is Clapton then? I think for many people that's hmm. really usually a case, right? I My think even John Mayer considers yeah. Eric Clapton as one of his like influence influences. Mm, mm. Yeah, you can definitely hear it in his playing. Yeah. 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 I I suppose um, first influence, yeah, but I, I I would say what actually really got me into wanting to learn guitar, I would say was actually the shadows. Oh, I mean, that was the sound okay. that, you know, that's the sound that you hear, you know, when Yeah, I mean yes, it, yes. If, if you if you if you grew up you know, sitting in your dad's car and he had ninety point five on all the time, chances are you probably heard a lot of shadows, you know, a lot of uh, probably a lot of John Denver, Kenny Rogers, you know, right. and that's that's where my love for country comes from. Uh, you know, the shadows were, were yeah. The shadows I'll were shadows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and of course, my first electric guitar had to be a red Stratocaster, lah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, with the yeah. tram bar, so you can do the. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually only really like listened to that song maybe half a year ago. Eh. Yeah, I think because no, that was no, like I think we... behind our generation, really. So we actually mm-hmm. kind of missed out on that. So then. Ying Long was the one who actually told me about Hank Marvin and yeah, like and how like, like, he was giving us the tutorial. Yeah, he yeah. Was teaching us about like different amps and different tubes. Uh-huh. And then, like when he you know like running through like what like what was the sound, what mm. sound defined that generation, the amp, what amp defined that generation. Yeah. Right? And then like we touched about the shadows, and then that's how we really learn. Nice, nice. Like, even before that, I was like, I thought like the shadows was like it sounded like a metal band. 
Like vitamin the Yeah, I thought it was like uh, the, darkness, the, the, the scorpions, you know, the scorpions <laughs> and uh, all that that, that group one. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, on that light, on 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 that note, uh, uh, recently, you know, we generally we did we did a video. Uh, where we sort of re-recorded one of one of the songs of our album, um, Vadin Mas Are You. And um no, I, I recorded all the all the guitar parts um on the Vox MV fifty and I was specifically actually going for that for that uh, shadows kind of feel, like, you know, adding adding a reverb in in in, in the post mix uh, to a very nice clean but, sound. Yeah, jangly and, and clean, you know. Yeah. So uh but if you want to check it out, you no, know, it's on our YouTube page. Uh, just look for generally Singapore and YouTube and Radin Mas Ayu is is the is the video you're looking for, yeah. So I was uh, so that's that's one song where I really wanted to channel the shadows kind of sound and and uh, you know for me the the GNL and the Box MV50 were a really good combination for that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just plug it in. Oh, you got it already. All right. Nice. Okay, we have so a mini. Guys... We have a mini hiccup <laughs> because um, the Zoom meeting will end in about eight minutes <laughs> oh, no. because I didn't upgrade in the full version. <laughs> but it's okay. We will just restart and then uh, just pull back everyone. I think it's fine. All right. Yeah, small problem. Just my cow. So if you want to, if you guys want to watch <laughs> the video that Victor mentioned, I put it in the comment section down below. Nice. Alright, so. Yeah, check it out. It, it it sounds really good. Not being biased. <laughs> <laughs> like why 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 possibly be biased, right? <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> Impartial <laughs> judge or character that you are, of course. Uh, uh, of course, I mean, <laughs> neutrality is my middle name. Jay's right? neutrality, how? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking. Oops, I'm Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta put that PG logo on the top right hand corner again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm cultured. Clearly, I need more culture <laughs> in a can. All right. So okay, move as we go further in the blues. You know, it's like very often, right? When we talk about blues, right? We just like you know we refer to like one this big whole gigantic label. Right. Mm. Like if you say that like, if we I don't know, uh I'll say if I turn to BB King, I turn to John May or this, I'll just like I'll just categorize everything as blues. Mm. Right. Mm. But I think I like you know I, I'm not just speaking about myself about this matter, lah, but I I know there are different types of blues, right? Like I heard like you know, bluegrass, like like Delta Blues, but I never really understood like what are those sounds, like what like mm. are the history behind and what are the artists that define those genres right, right. so like as you know the de facto bluesman like, maybe you can give us like, a crash course on like the different types of blues uh wow uh we could do a two-hour zoom zoom lecture on this i suppose <laughs> it's upgrade. but uh well i guess i guess to uh maybe to put it in context like you know a lot of a lot of modern blues uh blues based music today is mostly based on the format that was uh Sort of pioneered in uh, in uh, Chicago and Memphis, you know where you know it's it's sort of the first time where you know the uh, uh, where the, where the format of the band you know consists of you know drums, uh, bass, electric guitar, and, and and piano and all. So that's that that in itself you know uh, is is sort of an evolution of the music that originated from uh, Mississippi. You know the the acoustic form of the music originated in Mississippi. Uh, well, of course, they didn't have electricity. 
And um, the larger the larger context of this is that you know Mississippi is a is a state um, surrounded by rivers. You know, essentially it's a it's a it's a delta. You know, so it's a triangle shape oh. with rivers on either side, and this makes the soil really fertile for for cotton, right? Which is the reason why. Uh, the cotton plant, the, the cotton plantations there, you know, brought in a lot of a lot of the uh, African American slaves right, right. Uh, to work as manual labor, and uh, naturally they brought their music with them. And you know, when when the cotton industry collapsed in the in in, uh, in the depression, you know, a lot of them were out of work and they migrated to the cities in, in search of uh, in search of jobs. Uh, you know, Chicago, Detroit, uh, Memphis, possibly New Orleans as well. And um, so they brought the music with them. You know, they, they at first they were playing it acoustic, and then when they got to the city where where you know a lot of more, a lot more people were hustling to to try and be heard, and you know everyone wanted to be louder than, than the next one. You know, they took on uh, electricity and, and electrified instruments, and so that's when this Mississippi sound really uh, sort of diversified in, into into the Chicago, into into the into the Memphis kind of sound, which, which you know we, we normally associate with BB King and, and Albert King. Uh, and, and eventually, you know, what became uh, the, the Stax Records, you know, soul sound. Uh, whereas over in Chicago, you had, uh, you know, Muddy Waters, Howling Wolf, uh, you know, and of course, Buddy Guy and, and Hubert Sumlin were their, were their main guitar players. You know, you had the harmonica players. You know, harmonica was, of course, one of the most convenient instruments to bring around. Uh, you know, right, you could yeah. stick it in your pocket, you know, if, if you're out, out in the cotton plantation, you just pull it out and play in the middle of your break. And you know when they brought that to the city, they, they stuck a microphone in, in front of it and ran into a tube amp, and then it became you know a really powerful and aggressive sound that defines uh, you know a lot of Chicago blues that we know today. So yeah, those those are the main um, the main main subsets of blues. You know, of course, most people know Chicago blues, Mississippi Delta blues, and um, and you know some of the more more uh, urban sounding ones like 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 the Memphis uh, Memphis style ones that I mentioned. Uh, very much influenced by the stacked record sound, and um, I think one one other subset that I would like to to, to mention, which I think might not be uh, as as commonly known, um, you know, Mississippi is is a is, is a is a very flat uh, state. You know, the land essentially is flat as far as the eye can see, up up till you get to the northern part. Right, most of the music that we that we are familiar with came from the southern part, but the northern part essentially is very mountainous, right, and and it's very hilly. So the people there. Um, didn't uh, didn't work in the cotton plantations. They weren't as badly affected by by the depression and the collapse of the cotton industry. So mm. they kept their music there, and it didn't evolve uh, along the same path. Right? They didn't travel out to the cities to 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 find work, and 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 their music essentially stayed almost the same, well, pretty much the same as it, as as it uh, sounded when they first brought it from uh, brought it over from Africa. And so it's a, it's a very distinct subset that has a very long name. Uh, if you really want to be pedantic about it, most people will call it North, North Mississippi Hill Country Stomp. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> long, that's the long name of it. But it's actually Hill Country Blues, uh, you know, North Mississippi Blues. Right. Uh, you essentially mean the same thing. So what defines it is, is um, a very strong emphasis on, uh, on uh, kind of hypnotic groove. You know, it's, it's, uh, a lot of it can be just one chord throughout you know just focus a lot on the um, on the uh, on the riff you know that, that drives the song along and the rhythm patterns are slightly different than, than the usual uh, blue space music that we know today right. and it's it's um, 
wow, I, I can only say that it's something that you really have to check out, especially in terms of the drumming, in terms of the guitar riffs and all that. It's a, it's a very different take on, on the blues that, we're, that most people are familiar with. Um, okay. Some of the notable artists that you might want to check out, um, in terms of the modern, the modern players who are doing it, uh, there's a very cool band called the North Mississippi All-Stars. Yeah, they sort of take the old North Mississippi uh, blues and, and add a modern modern take to it. So that's a good place to start. Um, Cedric Burnside, Burnside as in you no know, side burns, but you know, Burnside, swap the words around. <laughs> Cedric Burnside is the grandson of R.L. Burnside, who was one of the pioneers of this, uh, this, uh, this genre. And he's also he's a drummer primarily, you know, and and that might be interesting for the drummers on uh, who are tuning in the live stream, you know. Right, sorry, Victor. Uh, okay, I think I'm gonna just uh, cut oh, off yeah. for a while there. Okay, sorry, guys. Okay, I'm rambling a bit too much. I'm going to, to no, I'm going to restart the, the call. Then we can okay, continue. No problem. Because I'm I'm interested in this. So, yeah. uh, just give us a moment. Mm. I'm going to end this mm-hmm. meeting. Then we're going to restart. Okay. All right. For the sake of the live stream, right, I'm actually going to keep this going. I'm going to show you guys what's okay. happening behind the scenes. <laughs> so, okay, Victor and Jace will be back with you in a minute. So, I need to right. here. And meeting for all. All right. So, I think you guys can still hear me. Uh, this is what's happening behind the scenes. So, basically, you can see my giant face now. That's cool, huh? Uh, I'm just starting a new meeting. It's currently going into OBS, and then after that, you see all the, the different sections, right? It's actually all the crop of the same window. Uh. So now I just started a new meeting, and I'm going to invite um, my friends, Jace and Mr. Victor. So that's what's happening. So quite funny, uh. every time we do this, I will have to recrop the thing. Hopefully, once we get in the call, everybody should be nicely cropped. Uh, let's see, interview live stream. And there we go. Okay, now they should be joining. They should be able to join a meeting soon. Then after that, their face should just appear there. We'll see what happens. Okay. Okay, like, at least I don't need to crop again. They're not so bad. Oh, wait, what's this? I'm going to put this below this. Ah, all right. Yeah, so it's actually all different cropping of the same window. Um, admit. All right, so I think Jay should be coming in soon. The thing will still be a little bit wonky. Yep, right. What's, What's up, Jace? Alright, you're welcome back. I think once Victor joined, then the, the thing should be alright. Now the, the the capture is becoming a little weird because it's only me and Jace in the call. Then after that, once Victor joined, it should go back to normal. Can you see what's happening? It's kind of cool, right? Because <laughs> the thing is all cropped, like, already cropped already. North Mississippi All-Stars. That time, that time I was also like very interested in all these things. Right? Then I go and research on the history of like blues, right? Then I, I just got super bored right? because it's like it went so far back, you know, like until like what he was yeah. saying, like all the African American like, slaves. Sometimes like, people say like blues is like the father of all modern genres. Yes, yes, yes. But you hear it so much in like a lot of songs, and then once you hear it, you know, like, right. oh, hey, that's a blues lick. Oh, that's like a blues. Uh, is, is Victor attempting to join? Uh, yes, I just saw him. Are we back? Let's see, let's see. Hey, alright. Back. We are at 100% running. 
It looks good. It looks good on my side. Let's see. Yeah, we were just talking a little bit about what you were saying just now. So, very interesting. I think I think we are. So, actually, I link like the North Mississippi All Stars video to our chat. So, if you guys take a look. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Like Cedric Cedric Burnside is a drummer, and uh, I think I think it's interesting that you know uh, a, a drummer is taking the, the the forefront of you know bringing bringing the bringing this genre to a to a wider audience. Uh. So it's it's different from the usual guitar hero kind of kind of thing, like, You know, which I think uh, as a musician, you know, we should really be open to you know learning from uh, you know musicians of uh, other instruments, uh, which I feel. Um, Especially with blues, you know, I I always love to listen to the drummer. And the drummer is is right. the key. Well, of course, the bassist. <laughs> the bassist, yeah. of course, the is key. No, no, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's to fine. me, I feel the I feel the drummer is really the um, the one who who defines you know the the feel of the song, and um, especially so with with North Mississippi blues, you know, Cedric Burnside is really a great example of of a drummer carrying the show. Yeah, right. and of course he sings on it as well, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, we have a we have a good friend who just joined the stream, Simon. Simon. Ah, Simon. Hello, Simon. Uh, Simon Young. Wow. Yeah. Hope you're doing okay. We had the present. All right, Simon. Hey, congratulations, the new yeah, father. Congratulations, yeah, Simon. Congrats, and, yeah. Simon. Daddy, Simon. <laughs> everything, everything, everything becoming a dad during this period. Uh, I'll call it Rusdi. Just became a daddy also. Oh, nice. Congrats, Rusdi. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice time to be a to be a parent. Eh. Cause you're yeah, like at true, home with true. your kid, like pretty much the whole way. Well, I'm not sure. Depends on who you ask, I'm sure you ask. Depends, right? depends, uh, like. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true, true. <laughs> if you got kids doing home based learning, uh, then I'm so sorry. I feel, I feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just, I, I was just, parents, I was just telling Jason now how like I went to, I went to do a little bit of a dive into like the history of the blues also. And mm. then I got super like, oh, it's like so many things and it goes so far back that it's like, yeah. it's pretty crazy. I didn't hear any yeah. music. It was more like, a, I just clicking all the wiki links. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like going it, back. be like Alice in Wonderland, you know, going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for yourself, you it sounds like you, you were like listening to like all of that stuff also. Is that? Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, when, when I first got into blues, you know, like I said, I was, I was in secondary school, you know, of the age where, you know, I just have to find out more about everything, right, right, right. anything to do except study, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anything to waste time except, 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 except study. So that, that's, that's where I, and, and of course, this is about when, you know, internet first you know, started becoming a thing, you know, I, I'm, I'm of that generation where if you wanted to look something up online, you... You wait for the time when nobody's on the phone, then you then you, you know, turn on your dial dial up and then it dials in. And then you know, you've got, if you were well to do, you got fifty six k out of it. <laughs> and uh, surprisingly, there's actually quite a lot of resource on blues. Uh, you know, people were just eager to get all this information online uh, in, in that time, and it was uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, there's really a lot of things to. I, I wouldn't say I know all of it either. You know, I'm still learning new things about the blues every day. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Now, now so we got actually, like a whole like new generation of like blues, as like what uh Jace was mentioning earlier. Mm. Like I think a mm-hmm. some of the younger guitarists, like, I don't know lah. Maybe myself included. Mm. Also, when we learn stuff like all the newer stuff, like John Mayer or yep. maybe even Matthias Asato, I think when people would say that mm. it's like blues, like blues playing. Mm. But yeah, yep. I don't really know how. 
how far that like stretches are because it's like that's like a hmm. more modern you know, I character too. Like I I know people who don't like mayor like the you know because <laughs> they are not so called like me for various reasons lah. But I guess not I traditional like, enough, not purist enough. They are not. Along that line, yes. like some people call them like fake blues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what? What what do you think about it? What do you think about um, it? Well, I guess it's more a generational thing, like You know, it's like uh, you know, blues used to be the devil's music. You know, back back in the days when it was first being played. You know, and 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 you know, if if you were growing up in that time, you you were only supposed to sing the the, the the gospel music of the church. You know, and blues was this was this newfangled devil music. Right. And of course, the generation after that was like you know, oh you know the old blues is the best. You no, know, all this rock and roll, all this what Beatles, Rolling Stones. You no, know, they are screaming and shouting. Yeah, and yeah. you know the next generation that comes along will be like, oh you know the the the, the old classic rock. You know the Rolling Stones were the best. So the same thing with blues, like, You know, I guess uh, for me, Eric Clapton and 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 and, and and uh, Stevie Ray were probably the, the ones of my generation to introduce us to the blues, and I suppose for you know for for the next generation of blues players, you know John Mayer would be the one who introduces them. So as as far as as far as I I, I, I can see, you know it's it's a good thing like, that you know people are just being introduced to the music, and if they want to explore further back, you know that's that, that's great. You know of course it's uh, it helps to inform um, you know their their, their 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 understanding of the music. Um, but you know what? It's 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 good music on its own. You know, if 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 um, uh, as long as it speaks speaks to the uh, speaks to the player and speaks to the listener, you know, I think um, yeah, there there isn't really a need to draw such a fine line between you know modern blues and older blues. I mean, Clapton also was was well ahead of his time. You know, Cream Hendrix also was was of course you know an, an innovator in his time, and he had a very deep blues base. You know, right. basically, uh, you know, he he essentially was. Uh, I would say learning at the feet of Buddy Guy, like, you know, and in turn Buddy Guy was, you know, tutored or uh, mentored uh, un- under the the uh, the mentorship of uh, Muddy Waters, you know. So it's it's just a long line of of, of uh, evolution, and I see it as just uh, the next next step, the next generation. Yeah. So there's there's really no need for you know all all this uh, you know picking one over the other. You know, it's, if it's if it's all good, it's all good, like, You know. <laughs> yeah. That's my take on it. Because I think like you know, it's inevitable. Uh, like metal guys will say that you know, like now metal, like now metal, that uh, gent <laughs> crap, that gen crap. You know, that's like yeah, that's like yeah. that's like pretentious. <laughs> like, you know, you need to listen to like Metallica. You know, this kind of thing. Well, like, then the Meta- like, then the then the older guys will say what Metallica. You know, you should be listening to uh to uh oh, oh shoots the name escapes me right now. Um, Shadows. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, 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 born to be wild, born to be wild. What's, what's the band? Ah, what is it? Uh, Iron Maiden. Google, Google it. No, no, even Steppenwolf. Like, uh, Steppenwolf. 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 Of course, you know. Yeah. yeah. So same thing, like, You know, every generation will have its own uh, preferences for the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would, I would lie. I would say that you know, if I had to choose something to listen to for the day, I would definitely go with something older. Um, but you know if if uh, you know if I if if I'm listening to John Mayer or, or newer newer players uh, along the same line Chris Rea or uh, Josh Smith you know of course they are all fantastic players and um, and yeah I I sometimes actually steal licks from them as well yeah yeah okay uh, speaking of licks hmm. I, I it's I, lick time 
It's like someone to order the KFC. Right, we need some finger licking good licks. So finger licking good licks, Well, well, well. Let's see. We talk. We talk so much about all these types, different types of blues, right? But I think like what better way? Like you know, like I mean, say sometimes like if you just read it, it can be a bit dry. True. True. Talk about it also dry. Yeah. Yeah. But this is interesting. Like hearing you talk about it, that's that's interesting. But somebody <laughs> to break it down for me, you know. Cool. Actually, cool, cool. I remember like I was like looking at a Facebook post and how like you know when you were in the states you were like traveling like it ah, was yes. like a blues journey. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, that that trip um, still a huge eye opener for me like. Essentially, okay. So maybe 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 to give a bit of context, or let me just talk very briefly about the trip. Yes. yes. So I traveled with um, a good friend of mine, Lloyd, who. Uh, who was actually the singer in my first blues band, the Blues Virus, and if, if you look on YouTube, you might you might find it on my channel, like, You know, we got a couple of videos of us on there. Um, I was very very skinny then, and he's a history te- he he's a history teacher. Um, uh, personal interest in the American Civil War and American history in general, nice. and you know we traveled uh, along with another friend of his uh, who's who's Canadian, uh, was based in Singapore for a while, who's also a history teacher. So, you know, we basically did a road trip from uh, Memphis through Mississippi down to New Orleans and we visited, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, places of, of significance for both for, for historical uh, development of the blues as well as for, the, uh, for you know, American history in general. And that's really where I learned a lot more about, about you know, what I told you about, um, about the uh, North Mississippi blues, uh, you know, and seeing it for myself, just how... How big and how flat this country is, you know, uh, this 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 entire state of Mississippi, and that really brought home the um, the differentiation uh, between South and North. Uh. Yeah, that's that's what brought it home for me. And of course, you know, ending off in New Orleans, uh, of course, that's that's another subset of the blues that I think is, is uh, which I didn't touch on, but definitely worth exploring if you have the time. Um, so yeah, enough talking. Let's get to some playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops. Oh, hang on my... Uh, I think the power power on my uh, Vox has just gone out for a oh, bit. Oh, the zoom flipped the camera. <laughs> oh, hang on. Huh? Just give me a moment here. Yes, Victor is not a left-handed guitarist, right? It's just the right. zoom camera going to flip the thing. <laughs> uh... Oops, sorry. Okay, Blue small. Is that the shirt you're Oh, you wanted to flip... Flip that. Ah, here we go. Ah, ah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. All right. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so it's the, the, right the, the mustache was looking a bit. Yeah, that's the Victor we know. Yeah, I was like, wait, the mustache is a bit off. Uh. I just like, couldn't put a finger on it. Well, uh, one of my one of my earlier uh, blues influencers actually was um, Lightning Hopkins, and if you talk about Chicago, uh, not not Chicago, talk about Texas blues. Uh, you know, a lot of people would associate it with uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, right. And uh, of course, his elder brother, Jimmy Vaughan, a uh, very different style of player. But both of them, essentially, uh, were, um, one of, were, were, were two of the pioneers of, of uh, uh, modern Texas blues. I, I, I will admit, I'll admit that I just learned that Stevie Ray Vaughan had a brother. <laughs> like first time very different. Yeah, if, if, you, if you've never heard of him, definitely check him out. Very different player from SRV. Uh, very economical and... Um, uh, he doesn't do a lot of the fast lips and he plays 
No, these days he plays almost exclusively with um, with his finger like that, you know. Oops, I just realized you can't actually see my fingers there, so I'm just gonna tilt this down a bit. Okay, let's hope that that works better. Ah, right. there we go. Right. So he he do something. And he almost exclusively uses a capo nowadays and plays in the open position. So he'll do something. How are yeah, you picking that kind of sound now? Is it? No, just, just with the flash of the fingertip. What? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, 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 I would use the name if I could because my fingers are. On this part, especially, it's, it's a bit soft. <laughs> because I do. So if you if you if you watch his videos, you know you you'll see that he's a very unique style, and um, his phrasing is very different uh, from from most uh, most of the modern, you know most modern blues players will be very familiar with the all the normal box shapes uh. Yeah, that's that's the usual you know the usual patterns, but uh, Jimmy Vaughn really has a different approach to it. You know something along lines uh. Yeah, something along those nice. lines. So don't take my word for it. Check it out. Yeah. And the point I was getting to is that um, both of them were very heavily influenced by this guy called Lightning Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, primarily an acoustic player. Late, later years, he played uh, played a bit of electric, but still pretty much the same the same style. You know. And um, a lot a lot of the a lot of the licks and the rhythms that we associate with Texas blues really originated from from Lightning Hopkins. So something like, uh, oops, let me just. All right, something along the lines of. Uh, Play with a thumb pick. Yeah, yeah you gotta yeah, use yeah. one of these to get Very that, that sound from him. Got that yeah. driving like dum, 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 yeah. thumping groove. Yeah, right. yeah. You could say that you know the uh, the 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 sound of the whole band you know could have originated from that like, You know, essentially yes, you've got your yeah. your bass player and your rhythm guitar here. Who is the bass player, and... man? <laughs> yeah, actually he never. In fact, uh, the later the later years when Lightning Hopkins recorded with a rhythm section, most of them were really quite messy, uh, because he's the kind kind of player who who doesn't really stick to the twelve bar format. Sometimes it feels like it, you know, he'll extend on the four or, or, or stay on the one longer, you know, and that always throws off everyone. So, so yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely worth checking out Lightning Hopkins. Um, that's where I got most of my uh, blues influ- uh, acoustic blues influences from. Uh, another one to talk about maybe... Uh, well, of course, you know, everyone knows B.B. King, also one of my favourites. Yeah. Uh, his early years, uh, Life at the Regal, Life at the Apollo. Uh, How would you Kong define B.B. King? Like, what style of blues would you define B.B. King? Hmm. Uh, I guess he comes more from the line of... Uh, if, more, more from the jazz, 
um, side of the family tree like, you know you could you could start um, from one of the electric guitar pioneers was Charlie Christian you know who mm. played the played the so was really one of the first few to play solos on an like, electric guitar and then you know uh, that that line goes down towards T Bone Walker you know who who you know first made it into like a made, brought the blues into like a show band kind of context you know big horn section. Um, right. Sort of following the lines of like you know all the other show bands like you know Cat Calloway and all that where you know, the very flashy frontman big uh, almost like an orchestra kind of kind of band behind him. Uh, I, I guess the modern equivalent would be like Brian Setzer you know. Um, so yeah, from Charlie Christian to T Bone Walker, and then BB King sort of built on on that kind of format, you know, taking that urban sound, and and uh, you know adding adding his own kind of. Uh, Kind of style to it, like, you know, all, all the bands that he, that you know, in his own words, he was trying to imitate his cousin Booker White, you know, who played slide. So, uh, if if he didn't play slide, you know, the the way to get that that legat uh, glissando kind of sound would be to bend, you know, like like the way BB King did. Yeah, so a lot of bending in in the BB King's licks, and um, well, maybe I'll just just. Play a bit and, and uh, just pull yes. together all the yes, BB King <laughs> think of yeah. And then you know for, for a dramatic effect, you know you go up to. And then when he builds it up, you go. Then sometimes you switch it over to the minor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that was the switch from major to minor there. And and so yeah, BB King. BB King was really a very innovative player, way ahead of his time. You know, if you listen to his early stuff, it's 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 really quite different from from what we associate with him in his later years when he was collaborating with like you know you two. Uh, you know, of course, it's it's like his style has been <clears throat> sort of distilled into into more more of the uh, single note thing where he, you know, let's let's ring out for for you know on 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 the note. But in his early years, he was very um, very ex- exploratory. You know, he was he was really throwing in a lot of Charlie Christian and T-Bone Walker kind of lines. Uh. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess T-Bone Walker would be something uh, something like this. kind of style and then uh, um, yeah I guess the later the, the later guys uh, the later Chicago blues guys also sort of picked up on the same kind of lines and you know you had something like buddy guy going uh, uh, actually that's a bit more Albert King like. Albert, Albert King was a huge bender you know he's a he's a big guy um Huge fingers with a left hander, so he played his guitar upside down but strung right handed. 
right. So uh, if I just for just for explanation's sake, not that I can actually do it, uh, <laughs> to demonstrate. Yeah. But essentially, how he would bend was that he was able to use his his um, hand muscles in a different way, uh. So right. where most of us would bend with our fingers pushing up. He was able to use his fingers pulling down, no, which of course, right. as you can imagine, is a lot stronger. So he can basically bend like that. Wow! Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're trying to copy Albert King's legs, be prepared for a tough time. Just slide up to the note, <laughs> Yeah, that's one option too. So yeah, Albert King would be like a. Intro to Crosscut Saw and not one one of Albert King's uh, classic songs. Um, so yeah, that's that's Albert King um, nice. kind of style. Uh, hang on, let me just tune up. I think it was a bit out of tune. Yeah, yeah, it was. So yeah, um, as as for my personal style, I've sort of taken everything that I listen to and and um, sort of rojak it in, into into my own right. kind of sound. Uh. So I steal from from. Uh, <clears throat> T-Bone Walker, you know, the Charlie Christian, and of course, you know, Buddy Guy, Albert Collins, all, all the Three Kings, and a little bit, little bit of jazz here and there when I can, you know, when I can get away with it. <laughs> right. Uh, let's, so I'll just jam a bit here, lah. Yeah, sure, sure. Basically, try to chew in uh, all the styles that I know, lah. So a little bit of that. <laughs> I think we can have a live stream of just like guitar playing guitar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't need talking. No talking, just guitar. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How much should we charge for that? Or how much <laughs> should we pay people to watch it? <laughs> uh, well, I guess well, since since I've got since I'm on it, you know, let me just uh, show a bit of GNL. Yeah. All right. Do we, we have time for that? Yeah. 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 We do. We do. We do. All right. So that was the bridge, uh, sorry, that was the neck pickup you heard. This is the bridge pickup. Very twangy. Very twangy. And, 
Yeah, nice and turning. And, and by the way, this is going into the Vox MV50 uh, on the lowest power setting and the volume cranked up to the max. Let me just show it to you here so you can get the hang on what I'm talking about. And is that right, in reverse? Right. Oh, yes, it is in reverse. But essentially, you can see the knob closest to the dial is all the way up. So that's, yeah, um, yeah essentially, that's the low power setting cranked up all the way to the max and there's no pedals in this in, in, in this yeah, just to really get that bite in right mm, yeah and it's a very responsive uh, very touch responsive thing so if I did the same thing so yeah it really behaves like it really does behave like a tube M because it actually is a tube M, you know, so to speak. Right. Um, so yeah, let's just hear a bit more on the bridge pickup. Um. Hey, we got some comments coming in. What we got? We got Ying Long clapping, <laughs> clapping emojis. <laughs> oh, we yeah. got Danny, Danny Long, Danny Long, sounding. Danny good Long. Though. Yeah. Oh, hello. Hi, Danny. Thanks. How are the caps? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool, cool, great to see you guys. Woo! Yep, that's that's the bridge pickup and the middle pickup gets a bit more of a bit more of a soul kind of vibe. A bit like a, like a Robert Cray kind of song. Right, and right, and right. He's, a, he's a great great player, great uh, singer, and an even better songwriter. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Robert Cray. That's the middle pickup. Let's see if I can just play the same thing with the neck pickup. And on the bridge one time. So yeah, you can hear, um, yeah, it's, it's a really good combination, the GNL and, and, and the MV50. Um, yeah, and that's, that's actually the setup I use for, for my gig at uh, Muddy Murphy's. You know, I bring, I bring the MV50 along, it fits into my pedal case. And I've got a little uh, <coughs> cap uh, that used to be a practice amp with a six-inch speaker in it. Uh, I literally picked that cap out of the dumpster. Someone had taken out the electronics and thrown, thrown it out in the dumpster. Right. Uh, the left the speaker in it. So I picked it up, brought it to Money Murphy's, run the MV50 into that, and mic up the little cap. And that does the job. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, actually, the MV50 is like fully capable of like running a like stack. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You can run into the stack. I've, I think I've, I've, I saw I've done you the thing with that. You run like running into the four by twelve or something. Yes, that was at um, at Red Noodle. Red Noodle Bar. We were playing with uh, Ugly in the morning. That was a great gig, and um, so yeah, we brought the MV fifty to to plug into that. And yeah, people are saying, "What's that tiny thing on top of the cat? <laughs> what's your what's your head, man?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. Um, and uh, ugly in the morning, uh, the two guitar players who are you know, good, yes. good friends of, of ours as well. They uh, they bor- they actually borrowed the MV50 for for uh, for that gig as well. 
Yeah, so we got to we got to hear, you know, how how it how it but works they, for all the different actually, kinds of Actually, like after after the, that show, right, mm-hmm. he came to the shop. It's like I want to get the M that Victor was using, <laughs> and he bought two. So yeah, yeah. nice. Right. <laughs> I think I that's the improvement, man. It's like yeah, yeah. I've even brought it out to the Crazy Elephant Jam, you know, and and if 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 you've ever been to Crazy Elephant, you'll know how loud it can get sometimes, and and yeah, this can actually hold up, like, You know, in, into the into yeah, whatever he, speaker cabinet. Fifty watt. M, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really yep. capable of like really like, blasting all yourself. But actually, yep. we got a few comments coming in. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. what's up, guys? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, Danny is like, uh, yo, guys, awesome show. Thanks, Danny. Hope you're doing okay, man. Thanks, Danny. Take care. See you soon. Andrew Lam, awesome tone and playing. Victor. Andrew Lam. Oh, wow. Oh, long time. Never seen you. Oh, yeah, thanks. But, yeah. <laughs> and, and we got a... Wen Long, is it? Long. Chinese, Chinese. I cannot read okay, your like name. Chinese sorry, hard, sorry, yeah. butcher your name. But uh, awesome stuff, Victor. And one of right, our yeah, yeah. customer also asking what pedals to use. What's up, Yongfeng? Welcome back to the stream. Oh, okay. Pedals, uh. yeah. Yes. Can talk pedals. Uh, let me just put this down. For, for I think right now Victor is just running from his yeah. guitar straight into. Yeah. The what MVP. you're just hearing is no pedals. Yeah. Yeah. It's just awesome playing. <laughs> yeah, but you no. Know, like since we are talking. Topic of pedals. Let's have a. Hmm. I think it's what every you know. Everybody go to a gig. Right? A musician goes to a gig. Yeah, it's like yeah. he like see after the show. Like he like go over there, go over the stage. It's like he's the one mm. standing what, at the side, <laughs> stage yeah. left, just looking at the guitarist's feet. Yeah, yeah let the... me just pull up my pedal board here. I I admit that I am very guilty of that. <laughs> but now, but nowadays a lot of people make it easy. I just see my SFX. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Just see the blinking ah, green lights. See. Yeah. Okay. Um. So going from Ooh. left to, or rather, from in to out. Uh, I realize left to right is probably not gonna work for everyone. So left to, uh, well, in to out. Uh, that's a compress compressor, uh, Rothwell compressor. Uh, the love squeeze. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the love. The love squeeze. And EHS. Uh, uh, electro harmonics. Big muff for fuzz. And my main drive is the uh, Wampler Hot Wired. And so what I really love about this is there's two channels. Uh, you can really set them both up for, for different sounds. You know, one, one for just light drive, another one for heavier overdrive kind of sounds. Right. Uh, and it works really well with single coils and especially with the GNL. Um, goes into a tremolo pedal. I, I love this because, again, it's, it's dual channel because for me, I find that tremolo, uh, I only use it on, on two settings ever. You know, it's either a very, very uh, quick pulse or a very slow and, and uh, gentle yeah. like modulation. Right, you know? right, yeah. So rather than having to bend down and, and turn between these two all the time, I figured a two-channel a two uh, pedal will just do the job for me, like, you know. And finally, that goes out into uh, Earthquake Devices Dispatch Master, which again is a very nifty pedal. You can see a trend here uh, of all the dual function pedals. <laughs> uh, very nifty pedal because it has both reverb and delay, which basically nice. puts you in shadows territory right away. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, although I have to admit, like, I think about the only thing I ever use this for is a slapback kind of echo, um, sort of like in the rockabilly, um, yes. Scotty Moore, Brian Setzer kind of sound. Um, but you know, on the occasion when we have to play. Uh, Play, uh, you know, whenever we have a request for like you no know, purple rain or, or you know, uh, or if I really want to you know stretch out on a, on a on, on a slow ballad, then yeah, there's a very nice reverb and and, and delay for that as well. Yeah, that's that's my uh, 
Tetherboard. Nice. Nice and, and clean. Of course, um, actually, yeah, and of course, the most important part of it actually is the pedal, pedal power. Um, I got this actually previously. Previously, I was using uh, one of those daisy chain kind of things, but I realized it in the studio. Uh, sometimes, uh, when yeah, especially when we were recording our album in general, Lee, um, some of them, some of those daisy chain, daisy chain, <laughs> daisy chain uh, power supplies can add quite a bit of noise. Um, strange, strange source of noise uh, that you will never get uh, when you plug in at home. So it's yeah. always good to have an isolated uh, power supply. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, of course, I, and we must not forget like the ultimate key to a tone, which is the zip ties. The more oh, yeah, the of course, the zip ties uh, because you know if, if the pedal is vibrating, uh, you know the the electrons and transistors <laughs> are shaking. You know, and, and shaking the more zip ties, the better your tone, the tighter your tone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if it's good enough for SMRT, it's good enough for anyone, right? <laughs> you keep your world moving with zip ties. Right. So, like, okay, before, you know, we end things off, right, I think, like, one instrument that is very prominent in blues is, like, the resonator. Hmm. Right? And, yep. like, and, like, I never really understood how, like, I always thought the resonator was just another acoustic guitar. What is that? Actually, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. <laughs> So, so I think Victor is a good like, oh. as a resonator. Hey, let me just pull that out. That's one. By the way, we are down to our last six minutes. <laughs> okay. okay, Victor, okay. you have six okay. minutes summary. to teach us about the resonator. <laughs> Executive summary. Right, so like I said, when, when the blacks first migrated to um, to the urban urban centres, they wanted to play as loud as possible, right? Right, right. But without electricity, they had to rely on mechanical amplification. So what you are seeing here actually is the strings... Um, are on the on the, the, the black colored bridge you can see yep. right in here yeah um, that's actually sitting on a aluminum cone yeah which is uh, almost like like a speaker la, essentially right. so yeah it's basically a guitar with a speaker I think you need to you need lower to the game. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's so loud. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Alright, let's go for the back. So yeah, that's that's oh, one style of uh, resonator. <laughs> okay, so like I see you use it on stage, but mm. I was off stage. So right, I never realized how loud it was. Yeah. Oh, you have to, you have to hear it in person. It's, 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 it sounds like a garbage can, really. <laughs> yeah, that's... It that's sounds like, like it can. has drive. I don't know, is it because it's clipping? <laughs> yeah, it's clipping it, it, does, it does actually have drive, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, that's, that's one style of it. Um, some other styles of, of this, this uh, kind, of, kind of resonator guitar has got three cones. So essentially, it's like the, the strings that will be sitting on a T-shaped bar that connects to cones on, on, on each end of different sizes. Uh, that has a bit more of a sustained sound, which uh, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have that with me. Uh, maybe sometime in the near future, or if City Music decides to bring in and give me one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I mean, like, as you can see, Alvin, you don't even know what the resonator was. Yeah, like. that's right. <laughs> Right, so that's one uh, one style of it. The other one I have on hand, it looks quite similar actually, but you can act, you can act, you can see deeper in, into this. Um, the bridge is actually sitting on. Uh, I'm not sure if, if this this shows up. Uh, let me just bring it a bit closer. 
you can see that there is a little where's my finger ah right if you look at this hole here there's like a little aluminum uh, network of alum aluminum bars there and that right, essentially right. is sort of like a spider that spreads across the uh, the cone right 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 in, in the metal body one the strings are directly in sitting on the center of the cone whereas this one there's a there's a uh, uh, network of bars that stretches out to transfer the vibration to the side of the cone yeah and so this one the shape of the cone is different so it gets a different uh, different kind of sound a bit more nasally a bit a bit yeah. softer yeah 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 uh, the other one was very it, sharp and yeah very bright so this one is a bit more nasal sounding a more mid-rangey Welcome yeah. to the Bayou. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Eh? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It pretty sounds much. like the, the guy sitting on the on the porch in the swamp. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sitting on the porch in the yeah. swamp right now drinking a uh, drinking sweet tea, yeah. <laughs> and then somewhere an alligator's gonna come up and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. bite me. It's <laughs> like the cartoon soundtrack. <laughs> uh, South Park. Oh. And then that's where the school comes in, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. That's sick, man. Right. This was nice. Okay. Victor, thank you for the lesson. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. You. My pleasure. Yeah. Thanks yeah. very much. Yeah. And thanks for all the nice comments. Hope to see you all very soon. Yeah. I mean, means yeah. having you in the shop. Likewise, miss being there. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I, I learned a lot today from about blues. Like, like Thank so you. Thank like, you. Yeah, that was really fun. I think it's like it's good that you know have someone who actually really loves and respects the blues, you know, teach us about blues. Because like it's, it makes the topic completely not like it's like very interesting, like rather than just like being a wall of text like, where there's no association. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Of course, of course. So like, yeah. I hope I hope you guys in the uh the audience enjoyed today's lessons with uh Dr. Victor, soon to be Dr. Victor. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot write MC, don't call me doctor. La. <laughs> <laughs> right? and I hope you know, like, stay safe, stay well, continue doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, thanks so, for joining us. I think that's guys. it for today. Right? If you, you know, if you like what Victor does, like check out the stuff that he does with Raw Earth, his originals bear generally. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah, when yeah. all this is over, you know, I hope we can all you know, have a good session together. Uh, yeah, just before we go, I'd like to plug my own YouTube channel as well. If you look for right. Victor Chen Blues on YouTube, you'll, you'll find it. Yeah. Alright. Yes. We'll I link it in the comment section. I think Jason will drop it. Right, in. Victor Chen. I don't have much there, but it's just it's just a repository of all the stuff that I've done over the years, in case cool, you're interested. Man. Maybe we could do something live, like uh, some kind of like a workshop thing. That'd be quite fun. Eh? Yeah, that, like, that uh, would not be a bad idea, actually. Yeah, yeah it could be a lot of we, fun. We'll talk about that. We'll see. Off stream. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So once uh Jay's got the video, the channel All there, right. I think we are good, man. Wait, is that me? <laughs> oh, we are less than a minute left, uh, so we'll say goodbye okay. first. Thanks everybody right. for joining right. us. Right. This was free. Thank Thanks everybody. Much. Yeah, we'll see you guys again soon. Right, take Please care, take care. Yes. Okay. Yeah. On tomorrow's live stream with Timothy and his synth. Yes. Meanwhile, smile and wave, gentlemen, to the camera. We'll be ending the stream. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you in the next one. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Bye.